good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, world, and welcome to A Positive Mind with Positive Vibes. I am your host, Austin Barbell, and today I have my second co-host or my second um, interviewee, if you will, that I'll be speaking with. The first one was Rebecca Alto. She's a really awesome person. Uh, she has her business, Alto Fit. Um, she actually just got a real estate license. So she's doing really well out there in Vancouver. And my um, the gentleman that I'll be interviewing today is Randall Denson. This man is truly incredible. He has always mentored me from afar. I have known him from our old retail days. And this man, I've just seen this man grow. I have seen him continue to elevate. And it has been through God, through through his perseverance, through his you know desire to grow. And most importantly, his ownership of the changes of what he needs to change of acknowledging the changes in the world and then making that leap, making that jump. He's also a very young black aspiring entrepreneur. He has his uh, painting, his drawing uh, company, all that in Denson. So we'll talk about that. He um, has done an incredible job at his church. He does an incredible job with the youth there. Um, he's, he's a very, very young, inspirational man, especially in the black community and in the city of Las Vegas. So thank you, Randall, truly. Thank you for being here. Man, thank you for having me. That was a, you made me sound tight. I, I didn't realize I'd do that, but you made me sound tight, especially with the big voice, man. I'm like, I'm a real show right now. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Thank man, you. no, thank you, man. No, you've um, you've impacted me a great deal, man. And you know, I don't really speak on this too much, but you have you have completely, you know, changed a lot of the ways that you know I look at retail the way that I grew as a manager, man, you know, and even just seeing you, you know, transition and leave to the other store when you did and, you know, to continue to do so well, create more clients and then leave and still maintain a connection with those clients even after you've left, you know, that just goes to show how sincere your work was and to you, it wasn't about making the sale, it was about making the connection, you know, so that was something that I really took hold and held on to. Um, and you've just, you've grown a lot, man. You, you've grown, you know, since I first met you and that, you know, you've, you've become this really, really, really awesome individual that, you know, all ages can look up to and aspire to become, man. So that's, that's all testament to you, man. You're doing great. You're doing great. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. A hundred percent. It's been a journey so far, but, uh. I mean, I really appreciate those words from you too, bro. Because you don't, you, you, you're a, a, a motivator and an inspire, uh, inspiration to me too, man. You know, you, you just your your vibe, your your uh, your demeanor, you're, you're very mature, man. And, and and I've always respected that. And uh, you know, we vibe, man. We're, we're very very like minded individuals. So you know. Yeah, man. I'm proud to see your growth, especially with this podcast. I mean, I know you, you told me it's in, it's in a few different countries now. You're reaching out, but um, you know, you always got you know positive vibes, positive messages uh, on these, and that's what I'm all about. So you know, I'm I'm, I'm excited to be here, man. Hey, well, I appreciate that, and I appreciate it, man. I'm getting straight to it, man. You know, kind of, kind of talk about how your journey's been, man. You know, since, you know, what, what was that transition? Because you know, you made the leap, which is a very, very, very hard leap for a lot of people to leave. You know, their career, their structured life, their comfortable life, and you took that leap and trust, took that leap of faith with yourself, with God, and with the universe, and said, "This is what I want to spend my life doing. This is how I'm going to make it happen." Talk about that a little bit, man. How did, how did that kind of work out? for you well like you said we were working together uh, in retail robert graham and um you know around that time i had just uh you know we had that spark in 
in in me, you know, from my spiritual mentors and, and going to my church that, you know, I can have my own and that, um, you know, the gifts that we have uh, open doors for us. So, um, you know, God's blessed me with the talent to, to create and to draw. So that was something I've always had. My mom's helped me invest in it. So uh, in 2014, that was when I just, first, I just started the business. I wanted to see what I could do with it. And within three years after that, like I was just, I was, I was fired up. I really wanted to, to see what the, what I could do with it. I believe that, you know, I could turn it into a real business and, um, you know, meet new people and, um, you know, being at a full-time job that I already wasn't happy at made it a little easier for me to want to take that leap. I can definitely say if I was at a job that I enjoyed or, uh, you know, was, was comfortable at, that I'd probably be there a lot longer. And um, the situations is, uh, of that business, I mean, uh, of the store I was at, just made it a lot easier for me to uh, to take that leap. And um, I still do believe that it was God-led. I just, I know that I probably should have pushed through a little bit longer. Um, you know, when you take a leap, um, I'm, I, you know, that's my, that's my testament too, is, you know, I, I, I think I took a leap to also be able to share what not to do. And, um, I think whenever you whenever you take a leap, you should always be prepared. You should you should make sure you have some something saved up just in case. And I literally was going on blind faith, um, and God God covered me in, in all ends, and He still is. Um, but I, that is one thing that um, I learned that I, I do wish I did differently. But um, I don't regret what I've learned uh, leading up to this point. Just wish I prepared a little more. Um, before taking the real leap. But the leap itself has pulled out so much in me that I would have seen if I stayed comfortable at that job. Um, I'm, I've got my, I got my business license now, you know, I'm meeting new clients. I was able to see what it's like to work from home, which people think it's all easy and butter, but you know, you got a couch and a bed in the, other, other, uh, <laughs> in the hallway, you know, sometimes you get distracted and you know, it's uh, it's it's a uh, it's a real self-discipline builder when you work from home. Uh, so, um, but yeah, man, it's it's been a great journey so far. I'm still learning a lot. Um, entrepreneurship's a lot about getting punched in the face in these first in the first few years, but um, I'm still seeing the fruits of it, man. It's it's been a blessing. That's awesome, man. That is, yeah. And you've, you've, you've definitely seen that, man. You know, I've seen a few posts or seen a few things where, you know, you kind of have that moment where you kind of take that lower dip and then you have that higher rise. And, you know, that that's really the journey of life, man, you know, and that's why I really, really love the fact that, you know, you are willing to share, you know, all aspects of that entrepreneur lifestyle, the good and the bad, because, you know, like you said, those first couple years, it are going to be the trials and tribulations. You have to set forth that foundation and you have to put that work in, you know, and you may not see, like you said, the fruits of that work for a couple years down the line. But one thing that I'm finding very consistent for a lot of, you know, business owners is that it usually takes like that three to five, if not maybe seven year um, window for you to really establish a really strong, solid clientele base, solid, consistent revenue and income so that you can have your business license so that you can, you know, upkeep your materials and what have you. And even, you know, um, have employees if, if the if the opportunity presented itself. Um, 
but you know those those are the kind of make it or break it years you know they really are and like you said man you know you you can always try to prepare more but at the same time it's kind of like having a kid man you you just you can't prepare enough yeah so much yeah <laughs> you can you can pull a fit a backpack with everything in it man sandwiches food fights first aid water and then you're like oh i wasn't prepared for this that's that's gonna be life man you know and I really think that's a lot of what's going on right now in the world, not just with COVID and with Black Lives Matter, with the protests and with everything going on, but you know, we're shifting into a new world where it is completely the unknown. You know, I just saw yesterday where there's a national coin shortage in the US, you know, and you know, little things like that where, you know, the world as we know it is becoming truly unstable, but there's a little there there's a there can be comfort in that you know because we are changing and we are transforming what our world was and what it has been we're changing these old beliefs and these old foundations but we're i feel like right now we're so focused on what we're losing that we're not paying attention to the potential of what can be created and the greatness that can be coming because you know a lot of these negative things like prejudice like racism like you know um uh, uh, socioeconomic, you know, dispositions when it comes to things like uh, government assistance programs and, and how strongly they are enforced upon people and things like that. You know, when you look at all these things that are changing right now, we are seeing that a lot of these old beliefs are changing. But, you know, once again, there's a potential for so many, so much good that's there to come. So, you know, kind of shifting a little bit, you know, the main question I want to ask you is, you know, what what do you think and you can integrate god you can integrate whatever it is you'd like but what do you think is going on in the world right now what are you what are you kind of seeing if you could kind of sum it all together in like this giant macro perspective what do you think that would be i just i really feel like it's a big spirit of division uh and i believe in spirits you know i'm For you know, of course black lives matter i'm a black man i'm proud of proud to be a black man um, you know, a lot of the stuff that's happening to us isn't new. It's just being recorded and it's being, uh, you know, shared through all media waves right now. But uh, racism is increasing just due to, you know, media and people being bold behind keyboards and uh, all that stuff. But even with COVID, you know, it's just, I really feel like it's just a spirit, a spirit of division and, um, you know, just things trying to pull people apart in all areas. Like even within the Black Lives Matter community, if you don't say something the right way, or if you don't say something at all, or uh, if you happen to agree with one sentence or whatever it is, it's still, it's, it's like you, you damned if you do, damned if you don't almost type, type of thing. And um, everybody's opinionated right now. Um, but I, I totally agree with you, man. Like we can look at, we can focus on all this negative stuff but there's a lot of good going on. There really is. There's a lot of people pulling together. There's a lot of, uh, you know, new things being birthed out. There's a lot of people getting creative through the through the pain that they're experiencing or the loss that they're experiencing. Um, and we're seeing a new world. It's really, we're really evolving into a new world right now. There's a lot of things that are changing. Um, but it, I just think it's easy to focus on the negative. But I, I think it's just a spirit. That's that's if it's anything I could sum it up, it's just some some, some evil spirits right now. I can definitely agree with that, man. There's definitely um, if you could say some karmic juju that the US is going through right now, man. 
definitely karma coming around. But, you know, the one thing I've always loved about karma is that it always cleans out the bad to allow in the beauty of the new. And just like you said, man, you know, people are being forced to look at things in a very different light. And that can be very beautiful because like you said, you know, people are tapping into their more entrepreneurial aspects of themselves, their, their art aspects. They are reading more. They're dealing with their issues. They're spending more time with their kids, spending more time with their spouses. And, you know, that's why quite honestly, man, I'm, I, I see a lot of all of these things going on and I see them as all kind of small puzzle pieces to this giant newer puzzle that we're about to create being the new world. But, you know, these, like I said, these old things have to be breaking down. So what I'm noticing, especially, you know, we're being at a, a dispensary, a manager there, a lot of people are buying weed to run. A lot of people are buying weed to submerge themselves. A lot of people are buying weed so that they can find a way to unplug again because they're with their kids that they, you know, sent to school and then sent to daycare and then they were at work and they were at the gym and then they went and picked them up, but then they went and put them to bed just to wake up and do that cycle five, maybe six or full, the full seven days a week, you know, and they're realizing they don't know their kids. They're realizing that they don't have these, this connection to them and they don't know how to cope with that because their kid is now seven, eight, nine, maybe in their teens or preteens and they don't have that relationship with them. So it's almost like there's two strangers in the house when one came from you. You know, and I'm seeing a lot of that with spouses as well, where, you know, these everybody was, you know, going to work, going to the gym, going home, and they weren't really spending time with each other, really just in passing. And that's what kind of the distance is what was the band-aid that kept the relationship together. And now that people are spending so much time uh, together, they're facing all of these issues. They're facing all of these DM conversations, all of those Snapchat locations, you know, and all of these things that they've built around this life and it's crumbling and it's transforming and it's changing and it's forcing us to sit back and really say, why did I live that old life? What what was it within me that I didn't heal from? What was it within me that I didn't accept or I wasn't thankful for enough or I didn't seize enough that caused me to distract myself so much? Why did I need to unplug so much? And I really honestly feel like people are running to racism right now because it's still getting them that social admiration or that social recognition. Because when you think about it in society, once we removed everywhere that we could socialize, society isn't really connected. We could barely have a conversation now on the phone, you know, and all of these different things as, as, a, as a collective, you know, of course individuals can, but we would rather, you know, text each other or this, that, and the other, or then see each other. And now that we can't see each other, I find it really ironic that we always want to see each other, you know? So I don't know, man. I just, it's, it's a really, really big transforming world. And, you know, like you said, there's good and bad for both of this, but at the end of the day, man, the world is changing and, and it, it's, it's never going to be the same, but that doesn't have to once again, be a bad thing, man. And I honestly feel like right now, is going to be our strongest moment of giving everything that we have to God in the universe and just saying, you know what, this is what I've gone through. This is what I've done. This is who I am. This is who I want to become. Show me what to let go of or give me the strength to let go of what I need to in order to grow and in order to progress. Yeah, that part right there. Yeah, and that like recently, like, and I can be honest with you and your viewers, you know, this 
you know, the, the pressures of all this stuff. And um, I had a couple of people really shine light to me because sometimes I don't realize, you know, what I do and how connected I am. But they said that I have a voice. And, you know, I, I just, was, I don't know, I was ignorant to the fact that I actually, I do have a voice um, that people will listen to, but I almost felt pressured to jump in, just like he said, like, yeah. you know, the, 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 the socialism part about it, just j jumping in and speaking on it, just to speak on it. And, um, you know, I almost did it. I almost cracked and I was just like, man, I'm not saying nothing and maybe they're gonna think I don't care. It's like, exactly what you said. I have to give, I have to give it to God. People know me and know my heart. They know that I care. You know, I don't think anybody deserves to wrongfully be killed or, uh, you know, all this stuff. It's, 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 it's disgusting right now. But how I act on it doesn't have to be like everybody else. And, and you know, sh sh showing my change and uh, influencing my change the way God's leading me to. And, um, you know, this is, this is definitely an avenue I feel comfortable in. I feel like, you know, this is one that he would want me to to share with but um i totally agree with what you're saying man just like the isolation really exposed our hearts and it really exposed where uh our mindsets are uh, my pastor even said it's just like you know say if uh you haven't been spending as much time with your spouse and then all of a sudden this quarantine happened now you're spending a whole bunch of time with them he's like in the word it says a false balance is an abomination so anything that you all of a sudden you know are doing like now it's for certain people have kids they're spending time with their kids it's showing you what was out of balance all the stuff that you're finally doing it's showing like now if I finally got a deeper relationship with God because I don't have all this busyness going on, then it's showing I didn't have the proper balance. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people are seeing right now. They're just they're seeing where their lives haven't been balanced, which to me is a big blessing. It might be, you know, condemning just like, oh dang, I haven't been spending this much time with my kids, but you know, thank God that you can now and that you can see it and you can catch it before it gets worse. So I've been seeing a lot of my friends with their kids. They're re rekindling the uh, relationships with their families. Um, me, I'm getting closer with my wife and my mom. And um, But on the other side of it, just like you said, man, like friends, there's certain friends who I don't, I don't see, I don't hear from them no more. You know, with all this stuff, I, I feel like, uh, uh, you know, maybe some of it's, some of this stuff's going on has changed their heart or, or exposed it, but they're, they're different. And I'm sure they view me as different or, you know, I don't know, but uh, just exposing of the hearts. That is something that's really happened through this time. And you're seeing where people's hearts are, where their minds are, where their spirits are. Uh, and, you know, this downtime is really just showing us who we are as a nation right now. I completely agree, man. It's showing us that truth. You know, that truth that we didn't want to accept and that we were running from. And that's keeping under the rug. That's it, man. You know, and I, and that's that has been quite honestly, if you think about it, that has been the story of America. You know, we're going to sweep everything under the rug. We're going to, you know, build a country on at the expense of another. We are going to, you know, manipulate and oppress and, you know, extort. And and when you put it that way, it kind of kind of puts America in a negative light. But it's it's not necessarily a negative thing. It's just it's kind of like it's kind of like a teenager learning to grow up, you know, and if you really think about it in the in the history of nations, we are a much younger nation and we are kind of having our temper tantrums right now. And we're going through these these teenage years and we are growing up. We are realizing that, you know, 
just because everybody can have a voice doesn't mean that they should have a voice because what's really happening is that we're having these people jump in and and exactly as you said you know it's almost as if in order to be uh socially just you have to follow this criteria there has to be this code you know and it's crazy that you bring that up because i went and protested one night one night only and that one night showed me everything that night i actually went out was the night that that uh, the two officers got killed in las vegas i was out that night and as unfortunate as that is and my condolences to the families the gentleman that shot him wasn't black was in all black riot gear like full-on tactical gear and he had nothing to do with the black lives matter movement he was someone who was mad who was who wanted to he was he kind of remind me of the of the mass shooters he wanted to be remembered he wanted his name in history you know and there were there's a lot of people that have done that throughout the years and i honestly feel like the more that there's more people being forced to face these truths and being cut off from their distractions we might possibly see more of this because people are afraid but they're not afraid of the change they're afraid of themselves and they're afraid of what their environment will look like when they're done just as you said you you people haven't reached out people haven't spoke and that could be god removing those from you which are no longer serving your purpose on your journey you know or showing you or, or showing you you know that potential judas that was in your midst i'm not saying that's the case but what i'm saying is, is that we are being shown right now all of these different aspects of ourselves all that's within us and we are being given a choice to admit that truth to accept what that is and to walk with god into the unknown to walk with the universe and say i don't know what's going on and i don't know what the future will hold but what i do know is just as you said there has been an imbalance in my life and there has been destruction in my life and there has been running in my life that i haven't been able to deal with and this is now the time to deal with it and i don't know what's coming from here but i give it all to you you know and i feel like this right now is the biggest opportunity for this nation to just give it up and to grow up you know more than anything but kind of going back to that protest man i i i realized that there's something a little off with this black lives matter movement you know i'm seeing and and the greatest thing that i'm seeing is unity you know all different people from all ages all races all backgrounds gender specific sexual orientations it doesn't matter all everybody's uniting for us which is incredible the same thing with ice and you know all of these kids that are being horribly you know captured and and kept in these horrible living conditions um you know we're we're seeing these people unite but I see the mission, but where is that long-term goal? And we've kind of talked about this before when it comes to, you know, what does the future look like for the black community? What do you think are some things that we need to do within ourselves and within our community? Cuz it's one thing to have the whole world go and fight for us. It's another thing to then have the world go and fight for us and then us go back to doing the same bullshit we were doing. Because regardless of if we want to admit it or not, yes, we are in a system that is created to create unsurmountable obstacles against us, a lot more than other races. That that's just what it is. However, however, it can be done. You know, and what are the things that we need to do if not to play the game but to create our own game? and it's exactly what you said man is mature we 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 need to grow up you know a lot of the stuff that's happening you know we don't deserve it 
Uh, it's not excused. Um, like I said, it's a spirit. Those cops that are doing all that, like, it's abusing their authority. And, 100%. and for some reason, they're just choosing on on um, certain races, especially the blacks, to abuse that power on. But um, this stuff ain't new. Ain't nothing new under the sun. This stuff is just, it, now it seems as if it's being uh, done more, but I believe everybody's filming it. They're just catching it now. We're catching it, we're seeing more evidence of it, but I don't believe it's gotten increased or anything like that. I just feel like it's finally being exposed. But um, like you said, man, you said it great too. It's just like, how are we going to go once all of this is like gotten its full length? It's Capacity. Once this movement reaches now, and I believe it's it's maturing as a as a culture, and really taking the steps to to make sure that this change, uh, you know, impacts the next generation, because racism is something that may never die. Like it's a spirit, but uh, you know, how can we how can we decrease it? Each generation, how can we how can we shrink it? Each generation, where, where it's like you said, we are. We, it's it's a fact that you know the country's not built for us to to really succeed. But we've got plenty examples of of black individuals who are succeeding and succeeding at a higher rate, showing us that it's possible. You just got to get connected to the right people. So maybe our com our community really opening up and helping each other a little more, um, making those connections, not looking at each other as the enemy, because that's what this this. Uh, nation has created for us too is for us to look at each other as if we're in it to be disgusted with our own uh race and our own skin color and and to really just not not realize that we're all the same you know but uh you know just our culture there's some things in our culture that we we need to take responsibility on and 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 adjust so that um you know it just makes it easier for us to see success to reach success and to do it together and not just for the sake of our, our of our culture, but to influence other cultures. Like the world is watching this right now. The world is watching how the black community is reacting. Um, and, you know, yeah, we, sh we, we can, it, there's nothing wrong with standing up for ourselves. That's exactly what we should be doing. But it's just like you said, how are we standing up for ourselves? Like, are we doing it in a, in a mindful way? The peaceful protest, yeah, that's cool. And then it turns into rioting. That's the other side of it, you know? Um, and then, um, I mean, just, just bridging the gap, bridging the gap between like, remember that, that Black Panther thing I posted, bro? Like that thing spoke to me. It really did. It, it, it just saying that the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. And right now in this time, it's a movement, but are we closing out people who don't understand instead of helping them understand? and just blocking them out because they don't get it right now or because they see something a different way. Like, who's to say they can't come around later? You know, and I completely agree, man. I feel like the biggest thing that has kept people in the shadows have been an ignorance. And the ignorance that was there is, it, it it's, it's a double-edged sword because they're always one develops and they become old enough to where they have critical thinking and they understand that prejudice and racism is wrong. However, 
you have an environment that you grow up in for 10, 15, 20 years that reinforces that prejudice, racist environment and, and that conditioning and that mindset. So you have to go back and break all of that and possibly even break your family, your foundation and those bonds because that's what they're holding on to in order to adopt a brand new life. And essentially you're doing it alone. You know, and that's one thing that even my mom struggled with being with a black man is the, my mom's side of the family completely disowned her because my dad was black. The moment that my my grandfather, I love him to death, but the moment that he saw him, he fell off the ladder and fell off the roof. He was clean in the gutter and said, if you ever bring him back again, you're no longer a part of this family. And that's exactly what my mom did. She took that leap of faith with her love to accept someone no matter the color of their skin and to learn about them, to learn about their culture. And I feel like that's the biggest thing right now is that people need to continue to be open to learning. And people need to be open to accepting themselves because the fact of the matter is, is that you may be prejudiced and you may be racist, but that doesn't mean that you either want to be or that you're always going to be. Once again, it's conditioning, it's words, it's phrases, it's all these little, you know, racist jokes or small little lighthearted things that you think are lighthearted, but over time, does impose a really, really big long-term mental damage. Just like when you tell a black person that's intelligent, stop being white. That is one of the most, ooh, that's like one of the most traumatizing things you could tell for a young black intellectual, male or female, is that they're being white because they, they're, they're speaking without slang or they're not, you know, they're, they're having full enunciation and pronunciation of their words. Like that's not, that, 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 why is that, you know, why is that acting quote unquote white? That's just, examining or exuding, if you will, in, in, uh, intellect. But going back, man, is just, there's just as, you, just as you said too, there's a responsibility that we need to take. And there's a responsibility within us where we do need to put money back into our communities. We do need to reinvest in ourselves. And we, need, we do need to rebuild Black Wall Street. And quite honestly, man, that's what I feel we need to do as a community. It's not protest. We've, we've learned throughout the years with Dr. King, with everything that peaceful protests won't work. And right now we're being proven even more. They're not even getting media exposure. There have been peaceful protests every single day around the world, not even just this country around the world. And we're not seeing it on the news. We're seeing all this stuff about these politicians and all this craziness and COVID's taken over, you know, but there's all of this good, but it's not what we're being shown. So, but once again, what we need to do is peaceful protests haven't been working. Rioting damn sure doesn't work because typically it ends up in our own communities. And on top of that, you know, that only leads to further justification of more violence against us, you know, so we're only hurting ourselves to do so. So what it ultimately comes is we need to reinvest in ourselves. We need to reinvest in our community. We need to teach our kids wealth, investment, proper money management, the importance of insurance, the importance of 401ks, Roth IRAs. And Go get the bag. Exactly, but get the real bag. Don't get some get bag. <laughs> get the book bag, exactly. Get the book bag, start investing and passing down these books and start teaching a true history, not one built on social one of what it was like when we were the original kings and queens having our nations and you know what that looked like how we set ourselves up for success how we became these formidable dynasties you know and how we had those great great kingdoms look at ethiopia you know that is the world's oldest monarchy 
paint point blank period it's a monarch and it's a, there's a queen that is running that that's you know so that just goes to show in itself as a community and as a culture there are long withstanding ideals that we once came from that we lost over the years and it was through conditioning it was through environment it was through you know pigeonholing us in low socioeconomic households and then um, introducing things like crack introducing things you know throughout the years breaking down a society an entire culture and community and then manipulating it taking from it and then saying that's no longer yours but how do we then take that back the right way? And it starts with knowledge. It starts with investing and it starts with community, just as you said. And it honestly starts with taking a look in that mirror and owning that. Owning the fact that, you know, hey, maybe I shouldn't spend all this money that's on my EBT card for some weed or some drink or some shoes or some nails or get my hair done or some weave or this, that, and the other. You know, maybe I shouldn't sell these food stamps for real money to do all this. Maybe I should get all this food Maybe I should write a cookbook. If my food is something that's so great, I'm always in charge of cookouts. Grandma taught me her recipes. Maybe I need to start a cookbook. If I have, if I'm musically inclined and I have, you know, church choir singers throughout my entire family, maybe I should look at starting to sing. Maybe I should look at collecting or connecting and collabing with other people, creating, you know, some type of musical community, you know, but there's all these, like you said, God given talents with your drawing, going back to our original conversation at the beginning where we are being given all of these blessings and we're not even looking at them or focused on it because we're too busy at how we are entrapped and why and we're, we're getting mad that we're entrapped as opposed to breaking those chains breaking those shackles and creating our own world even within a world you know and that's one thing that i even looked at in the native american community in the in the u.s is you know the native american community is completely disenfranchised and scattered throughout the entire u.s what were to happen is if they completely come together as one united native american nation you know, invest in themselves, create and you know, inter intermix and intertwine their cultures and their communities and their resources and their finances. I mean, in Las Vegas, Nuwu is one of the most successful dispensaries with the smoking lounge and the drive-through and they can get past all of those regular state laws because they're on an in Native American reservation. They're able to pass certain things like that. You know, so using those type of loopholes and showing others then how to do so. And I feel like that's the biggest thing is we need to teach others how to do what's already been done. You know, yeah. these leaders that we have in our community that have accumulated wealth, that have built, we need to then show the younger generation or the others in our generation how to do so. But most importantly, we on the receiving end of that need to take that opportunity. We have to go through that door when it comes. We need to start reading Jay-Z's books. We need to read Elijah Muhammad's message to the black man in America. We need to read all of these things that have been setting forth the foundation on how to win this game. But we're too busy getting mad at the game to even try to play the game. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And I get backlash for when I say that stuff to personal friends, you know, but oh, I do. how I feel. I, I don't, I don't. I don't think we should victimize ourselves any more than, than what's going on. And it doesn't excuse what's going on. Like In any way. It doesn't excuse it. But it just, it, we, we gotta we gotta make the right moves. We gotta put, like, if, if, if we're so confused, like, so upset with the laws, then we need to put the right people in office. We need to make the, make the moves, study the books, 
and get into that get into that realm so that we can influence the right change or if we we want to see like it, it always starts with us we, we can't keep pointing the finger at everybody else change starts with us you have to like you said we have to take the responsibility we got to do our part and 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 hope to influence somebody else to do the same thing i believe our leaders are very capable of passing down the knowledge that a lot of us haven't seen or, or think that's not there we think that the knowledge isn't there but it's there we just have to want to go get it and and and, and, and invest which is something i'm starting to uh, be more encouraged to do and, and get more understanding on as investing. I'm, I'm, I'm ignorant to it. I ain't gonna lie, and that's what I believe a lot of our culture might be: is ignorant to investments and ignorant to the right money moves to make to get out of these holes to where you know we don't have to we don't have to rely on government funds and and uh, and all that stuff. If we can in, if we can invest in the right things, we can change the world. We just got we just gotta know what to do. And I completely agree, man, you know, and that's that speaking on even more of a macro level, not just the black community, I feel like this is what the world is being shown right now. And even other parts of the world, you know, we this pandemic shut the entire world down and the entire world was faced with the reality that, you know, maybe the way we were doing things wasn't the best way. Maybe this idea of a 40 hour a week for the 40 or 50, 40 years of your life to then spend the rest of your life enjoying your life. Maybe, maybe that doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, maybe this system that we have been conditioned to believe in this history that we've been told even about us as human beings is a little bit of a falsehood, you know, and that, and I feel like right now, those falsehoods and those illusions are coming down at a very, very rapid rate, a very rapid rate. And that's causing the world to take a step back to reflect and say, we need to go back to the drawing board and see what happened. We need to go back to the drawing board and see what's going on and see where the issues lie. And like you said, it starts with us. It really does. It starts with the individual. That's the only way the change will come. It's just like how you, if you want to break, you know, generational issues in, in a family, you have to start with the youth. You have to start with the household. That's where you break those generational changes. And that's kind of one thing I want to talk about too, man, is, you know, if, if you would like, what would be, you know, some generational changes that you've even tried to, uh, you've seen or uh, broken in your family or that, you know, you see as a consistency in society that, you know, may potentially be changing or that you would like to kind of give advice to people on how they would kind of change those generational um, cycles, if you will. Um, for one, it doesn't hasn't necessarily, I haven't changed it, but I, I think I've caught it so that when I do have kids that I want them to know, and it's what we were just kind of discussing, financial literacy, yeah. um, getting them to understand how money works at a younger age so that they don't build, you know, bigger holes for themselves. Um, and another one is really inf uh, infusing confidence into the next generation and letting them know that they can do whatever they want, but they have to want it. There's not just one way to succeed in life. It's not just go to school, get a job, retire, enjoy your life, you know? And um, not even like telling kids that school school isn't for everybody. It's like, no, there's there's advantages for school. There's things that, like, I, I didn't get to finish school simply because of income, you know? So I chose a different route. But if I had the money, I would do it. If I had the grants, I would do it. And there's a chance I could still go back and, go, and, and do it. 
uh, just to just to learn and get get some uh, just get another advantage because um, that's really all it is. Of course, there's some certain certain people who get the degrees and it don't work out the way they want. Like the jobs aren't there when when they when they uh, graduate. But regardless, school can teach you a lot. It's all about, life is about learning. But that that's one thing for sure is just letting letting the next generation know that. You can do whatever you want. There's literally nothing impossible if you put your mind to it and, uh, you know, and go after it. You just got to want it. You have to want it. You can't just, like, give them this false hope of, you know, a fantasy. But at the same time, it's possible if you want it. 100%, and I completely agree, man. I feel like you touched on something that was so vital to your development when you, uh, earlier in the very beginning when you were talking about how your mom developed, helped develop your, your drawing and your creativity and really helped you develop that and harness it. You know, and I feel like that's something that's lacking in a lot of households. And that's the biggest difference between people when building confidence for doing what they want to do right and i feel like when you have a family or a complete family or even if it's not complete you have a parent that reinforces independence reinforces your confidence and reinforces your belief in yourself you go so much farther yeah. what do you think about that especially with your mom doing that do you do you feel like that was a bit of a difference especially while like looking at possible friends or peers or colleagues that didn't have that yeah, like really just seeing seeing my gift and doing whatever she could to to enhance it. I think that's something that all parents should, uh, you know, pay attention to at a young age. Uh, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, too. You know, a lot of a lot of African-Americans, they're, they're very athletic. So we feel like they just got to go into sports and sports are great. I definitely think everybody should play sports because it teaches you a lot of life lessons uh, and how to how to uh, work as a team. Like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely one person that's gonna tell you do sports, but some people think that that's the only lane. Like my, my kid has to go to the NFL. My kid has to go to the NBA. Um, instead of finding out their talents at a young age and what all they can do, what all do they love? And then on that point, you know, maybe if they're doing sports because they love it or because they're good at it, what else are they gonna study? Cause that was kind of me too, it's like, I was, I was, I wanted to do sports. That was something I loved to do. And it wasn't really being influenced like that, or I mean, uh, what do you call it? Uh, nurtured like that, but my art skill was, and that was something I wasn't paying attention to. But thank God that my mom saw that gift in me because now here we are. Like now I'm giving it the, the attention it deserves, but I was able to, instead of starting from scratch, I was able to have a backing and, um, you know, some momentum to, to push this business to where it should be. So I definitely think parents should pay attention to what their kids are, what their kids enjoy, what their kids love, what their kids um, get excited about, and then go from there and just see what you can, what you can water that, like, you know, what seed, what seed you can water when they're, like, if they love, they love dancing, and you know, how can you get them to a dance class or dance competitions or just around other dancers to see what that does for them. It might bring something out or it might let them know, nah, this ain't for me. And I think that's what a lot of kids should go through, uh, you know, while they're in school and while they're growing up is experimenting, finding out what they like. So, Because a lot of kids in my generation, we get out of school and then we're trying to find out, like, now what? What's next? What should I do? And, and a lot of the kids don't know what they should do because they've just been going through the motions their entire life. Uh, or, or like me stuck in front of the TV playing video games and you know not really figuring out 
what I want to do. But even that on that topic, as weird as it is, there's kids getting paid buku bucks for gaming, you know? So yeah, a parent can't really ignore the fact that a kid might want to be a gamer, but if, if they do, then that's the parent's responsibility to see how can they make that a profession? How can I help them really understand that if they want to do this for the rest of their life, then have at least some type of uh, plan, you know? I completely agree, man. And I feel like that's that that is a very, very important part. And that helps you and I and I completely agree going back to what you about how kids need to experiment. Kids need to learn, and we need to learn at a much younger age how to fail forward and what fail feels like and what how, what the experience of failure is because we're getting to where we got pushed through school and especially, you know, with our, with the U.S. school system in general, you know, there's a lot of just pushing through grades. You know, someone's at a third, in the third grade, they're reading at a, at a second grade reading level, but their math is at a third grade. We'll just, oh, we'll push him up, he'll catch up. And he may never catch up, you know, but what I'm saying is, is that we're just kind of, like you said, going through the motions and push through the motions to where we don't learn to experiment or how to fail or what that looks like until much later on in life. And that's when we kind of lose that faith or that belief in ourselves and quite honestly in God, man. And I feel like that's what a lot of people have experienced and are experiencing right now is which is even more of to why there is so much loss and confusion is because everybody's kind of lost their faith, whether that's in God, Allah, the universe, source, whatever it is, they've lost that belief in that higher power, you know, and your journey was something that that I really, really loved and I really saw because there was a huge transformation from, you know, when I first met you at Robert Graham spiritually to where you are now, man. So, you know, if you feel comfortable, kind of touch on that a little bit for me. Yeah, man, um, I was, I was a mess. <laughs> and I'm not even saying that I made it, you know, I'm still, I'm still uh, work. I'm, I'm a work in progress, man. But um, uh, I came, I stumbled across a church and um, I'd already, you know, had the belief in God, but never the true understanding that um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting now, um, but it saved my relationship, uh, my current girlfriend at the time before finding, uh, you know, or renewing my relationship with God. We were about to break up for the, for the fifth time. Like we were on and off and that was about to be it after that. I couldn't do no more breaking up, but, uh, you know, I stuck the ministry I stumbled into just really showed me different values and how to enhance my values. And, um, and then just getting a, a real understanding that, you know, there is a God that loves me and there's, there's somebody that loves me because that's, that's usually where uh, a lot of people, they just, they get low and they don't think anybody loves me. That's the spot I was at. I just didn't know my own value. I was doing whatever to please people and just wanted to be the life of the party and didn't realize how much damage I was doing to myself. Um, so renewing my relationship with God really just strengthened my values and it gave me a different understanding on who I am and, um, and what I'm capable of. And, uh, you know, in 20, 2014 was when I renewed my relationship with God. That was just the spark of a lot of things where I believe God told me I'm an example and that I have the power to influence others in a positive way. I can't change people, which is, you know, an ignorant mindset but we all have those times where we think we can change somebody but the reality is is you, you can't change anybody you can influence them to want to change but they gotta want to change and i wanted to change i i didn't like the results i was seeing in my life and 
uh, you know, my spirituality has definitely increased um, because I'm willing, because I want to. I want to see uh, the depths of it. I want to learn more. I want to see how it can make me a better person, uh, how it can uh, how it can mold me and shift me. And um, it's it's really it's 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 something that it's my my uh, my GPS. It's my my uh, my guidance now. You know, I just I, I lean on God for everything. I'm, I'm allowing Him to be uh, in every area of my life. And uh, there's a lot of changes I still need to do. There's a lot of old ways that need to be uh, uprooted, but it's all a part of the process. I think a lot of people think when you come to God, you gotta just instantly turn into a saint or an angel or something but it's a process man I went, before i was think i was 25 i don't know 25 or 24 when i renewed my relationship that was 24 years of understanding now i'm just starting you know i'm just i'm starting over so everything i've learned can't just disappear like it's it's a lot of a lot of a lot of renewing of the mind that still takes place that I, that i'm doing just to become a better person not necessarily uh be untouchable, but you know, I just I just want to be a better person, and I know that if I ever expect this world to change, I got to continue to work on me. I completely agree, man, and that's beautiful, and I really thank you for sharing that, man. I really do, and I, I feel like a lot of people will be able to resonate with that, and you know, even myself, man. I, I had a very estranged relationship with with the Most High because there is the most high is truth at its truest essence it is identifying it is purity it is it is just that it is there is no if ands or buts it's just that in your face and i didn't want to face that i didn't want to face and accept those parts of myself that i knew were wrong that i knew were bad that i felt deep down in my heart that i was just like you know i shouldn't be doing this but just as you said there was a lot of turmoil. There was a lot of need for admiration. There was a lot of thirst for acceptance and recognition and acknowledgement and validation. That was the biggest thing for me was validation. I wanted to feel validated. Yeah. And though I realized that the only validation I need to ever seek is with because once I have that validation created and sought out within, that is God. That is that God that is there because God is within each and every one of us. And once we find that peace within, we have that peace with God saying, I am the way that I am, the way that I was created. And the way that I was created is exactly who I am meant to be to serve the purpose that I have on this earth. That I, that I, the mission that I have here, each and every one of us has an individual mission that we go through in our lives and that we go through in our journey where we have, you know, our moments of faithlessness, where we have our moments of depression, where we have our moments of our really up and down, rocky, emotional, or possibly even relationship roller coaster where we don't know what the hell's going on. We're completely confused and we are lost. And then just as you, you know, quote unquote, stumbled, if you will, upon the ministry, <laughs> which is quite, you know, prevention that intervention man you know we go through these moments in life where we are then shown a door and we are then given an opportunity to say you know what i hear i feel your heart you know the most high says i feel it i see it i understand it i hear you i i'm listening here is my opportunity this is your option and if you want to walk through this if you want to take this step it won't be easy it will not be the easiest thing it'll probably be the hardest thing you've ever done but I will be with you. 
you will always for the rest of your life, even if you are on the lowest or the, the loneliest of mountains, on the loneliest of journeys in the most barren of wastelands, I am with you. You will never be alone for the rest of your life. And it, and it's hitting me even saying it, bro, because it's like, <laughs> I live alone now. You know, I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have anything like that. You know, I'm being in, a, I was in relationships for, you know, my entire life. My, my longest one was eight years, you know, so being truly alone and being the oldest of, you know, a five, five sibling household where I am, I never got aloneness. I didn't have my own room. I didn't have any of that to now be alone. It was daunting for me. It was very like, cause, cause I was always in noise. There was always something going on, something said, some, there was always noise. And now I have silence. So, you know, now that I have silence, there's that bit of loneliness that sets in, but it's not even loneliness because I know at, at all times and in all ways and always that the most high is here, that the most high is with me and is present. And the most high is here with all of us. God in the universe is guiding us and directing us and being here with all of us each and every day. We feel it and we know it and we know it deep down. We hear those voices in the back of our head say, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> you doing otherwise you know you shouldn't be getting that cheeseburger you know you should be getting drinking some more water but we often do the alternative because it's what we're comfortable with it's what's easier and if we were to drink that water we know we have to take that step and then be consistent in our change and that i feel is the biggest challenge for everybody right now especially in our society being so focused on instant gratification is the consistency it's very very hard right now in society to be consistent so what are some things that you do to stay consistent and how do you kind of, how have you kind of not necessarily perfected that but you know continue to implement it in your life yeah because i definitely haven't perfected it but you hit it right on the head boy it's consistency is key right now in life and there is a there is a battle against everybody's con uh, consistency because there are so many distractions everywhere we go, especially in our pocket. Boy, that's one of the biggest ones. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I think it's just, it, I think it goes back to how bad you really want it. You know, consistency comes down to how bad you want it and, uh, you know, creating those, those, those habits, you know. You know, the world says it's like 21 days to really create a habit, but I think it's actually like 40 or something like that. But, you know, placing reminders and it's self-discipline. Like we said earlier, it's self-discipline and telling yourself to do something. Like, just like you said, when you're alone, I remember for me too, like when I started my journey and started my business, it was the first year of living on my own. And so that's why I was like, if I wanted to sit on the couch, I'm gonna sit on the couch. If I wanna play video games, I'm gonna play video games. <laughs> Nobody gonna tell me what I gotta do now, but that's exactly where you find out what you're about, you know? And if you are consistent, if you are really about what you say you're about. Um, so, you know, consistency, I think, just comes down to how bad you want it. And I loved how you expressed, uh, you know, the relationship with God, how he opens up opportunities, because it, He's a gentleman. He's not going to make you. You had said it. He said, if you want to take this opportunity or if you want to drink that water, if you want to have that breakfast, it's your choice. He, he'll, he leads you. He guides you. He suggests. But at the end of the day, he's a gentleman. He wants us to 
to learn about consistency. He wants us to see the other side. What happens if you're not consistent? What happens if you are consistent? So that we find the value. And you know, that's something I'm right now, like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur, but the one thing I'm, I'm really working on being consistent in is my marriage. Because if that's not good, ain't nothing good. You know, I gotta, I gotta have a strong relationship with my wife and uh, I'm trying to be more consistent in uh, affirming her, loving her, uh, validating her, honoring her. And in return, that's just gonna water my life. It's gonna enhance my business. It's gonna enhance my, my mental. It's gonna enhance, um, you know, just my well-being and everything. But that's something right now I'm learning to be consistent in. So I don't know if I gave a formula for consistency, but uh, I just know uh, I'm still working on it. And uh, it, it definitely takes some, some work. You definitely gotta want it. Hey, man, you know what? If that isn't a formula, then we'll just go back to Nipsey's hard work plus patience. <laughs> patience that's the one. Patience, boy. That's the dedication. That's that's consistency is a dedication. Yeah, yeah I want it. But but man, you're completely right, you know, and, and I feel like right now, especially with relationships, there's there's a lot of turmoil because we we're not facing those things in which we need to. And just like you said, you know, it's a, it's a sense of, if you will, servant leadership when it comes to being in a relationship. You have to be willing to serve that other, be willing to serve with that person and be there for that person. But at the same time, you are also going to continue to invest in that person by being there for them, by looking towards them and saying, okay, this is what's going on. This is what we have. This is how we can feel. And this is what we can do. And there's a lot of relationships right now that need a little more TLC, man, you know? So what are you kind of going through or experiencing in your relationship that you can kind of help share with others as far as developing, growing, and kind of moving forward? Like you said, man, servanthood, I believe servanthood is leadership and uh you know in a marriage of course how, how it's built you know the biblical built is you know the man leads the wife follows um but it's not just me talking down to my wife it's literally uh i submit to her and anything she needs and i'm still working on that too i'm not a pro at it but you know what she needs doing it in a loving way uh, you know, I'm still the lead, I'm still the head. So, um, you know, I stand firm in my role when there's things that need to be done and need to be said, but uh, I don't I don't belittle my wife. I don't, uh, you know, I don't down talk her. I don't try to make her think that uh, she's she's not worthy. You know, I have to I have to serve her. I have to submit to her. I have to, uh, I have to be there for her if I expect it in return. Um, and she's she's great at it. She's actually the example of it for me. You know, I'm I'm, I'm still learning how to love, and she is a great example of, of love and, and how to love, and uh, you know her submission and all of that. But um, you know, men, we gotta submit too. That's 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 the main thing. But you're absolutely right. That's not just for marriage. Marriage is a great spot to uh, to practice it and to to get real understanding about it. But um, as a leader, if you expect to be a leader, you gotta be a servant first. You, you got to. I completely agree, man. And I feel like that's a really big 
part when it comes to being an entrepreneur and and understanding you know even your your customer base or you know just forging relationships like you said in general it doesn't have to be marriage it can be friendships partnerships you know whatever it is you have to enter with the mindset of i am creating this to add value to that other person to help enrich their life in some form of another and i honestly feel like when you enter a foundation or build a bond with that as the foundation it is 10 to 15 hundreds of times stronger than it would be with you using kind of like a quid pro quo or trying to bully your way into creating the relationship or that bond or you know trying to force it um and you know kind of bringing things full circle once again going back to you know, the investment in not only our community and ourselves, investing in ourselves specifically as a black community, but, you know, around the world, people investing in themselves, investing in their relationships that they're being forced to, to, to see as they really are, you know, both uh, spousal relationships and possibly even family relationships um, or even friendships, you know, we are seeing that if we are not receiving the same amount of energy that we are giving, we are going to take that step back and we are going to remove that which is no longer serving our highest ability. And I feel like that's what a lot of people are going through right now. Through this time, they are being shown who is really there for them, how they're there for them. But most importantly, for those that are there, what they can continue to do, how they can continue to keep that love there, keep that excitement there, keep that joy there, and be there for one another. If you can't see each other all the time, Skype or do Zoom, what we're using now, you know, FaceTime, you know, met, talk to each other more, however you can, but continue to keep those relationships alive, continue to grow those things, continue to build and expand. And I really truly feel that right now in life, we are given the most beautiful opportunity to do that, to go through all the things that we've talked about, because, you know, what we've discussed and the reason why I wanted to bring up all these different, if may even seeming random topics, is that they're all connected to this giant macro change that the world is going through, you know, whether it's. Black Lives Matter, once again, talking about, you know, relationships, talking about God, talking about entrepreneurship, talking about all these different transformations. These are all things that we are creating or using as the foundation for this new world. We are going and changing. And my background, you always, you've always known I've been big into astrology. We have six planetary retrogrades, which is forcing us to go into our past, to look at how these planets have impacted us for the last six, seven, eight, 10, 15, 20 years, and looking at those cycles and saying, okay, what have I learned from this? What have I been able, what am I able to take from this and learn from this and grow with this in this new world? And how am I able to move forward? But most importantly, what do I need to do to let go? Because you can't move forward with a heavy back. You're gonna be weighed down, you can't ascend, you can't lift up in a hot air balloon full of bricks. You know, you, you can't, you have to let go of that weight. And I feel like that's what the world is being forced to do more than anything is let go of the weight of the past, let go of the weight of these old beliefs, of these, you know, past uh, generations, of this, these generational ideals where we're seeing that they're no longer working. They're, we're seeing that it's not making the world happy, people happy, and that we need something new. We need a new change. 
But in order to do that, we have to first go back and look at the issues and see where we went wrong see what we should have done. And just as you said, you know, take that ownership and that responsibility of looking ourselves in the mirror and saying, this is where I messed up. I know I'm not perfect. My relationship to perfection or to God or to, you know, the most high isn't going to be overnight. It's going to take a very long time. It's going to take dedication. It's going to take consistency. It's going to take honesty and it's going to take sincerity. It's a matter of how bad do we really want it? You know, and I am going to make the change necessary to build the life that I want. And that is the choice that we're being given right now to make the most beautiful life that we could ever imagine. But we have to go through the darkness in order to experience the light. We have to go through that negative to see the true beauty in all of life, you know? So going forward and, and talking about you specifically, man, you know, what are some future plans that you got for your business, for, you know, the ministry? What are, what are some things that you got going on going forward for 2020? Um, well, for me in the, in the business, I think just building more consistency, man. Of course, the goal, you know, to get, to get into a, into a gallery, get on a bigger scale, but um, I'm enjoying the process, man. I'm, I'm meeting a lot of new people. I'm getting some new opportunities. I'm doing a, a mural in downtown Las Vegas right now. That's Actually, after this call, I'm gonna head up there so I can finish it up. Um, but uh, you know, that's something I'm still evaluating as this this journey unfolds. What I want to do with this business. Um, but with the ministry, I stepped into a youth leadership role. And uh, me and my wife were now the overseers of the of the youth department, so uh, we got a big uh, big responsibility ahead of us. But you know, the future. I don't, <laughs> I don't I don't think it's no coincidence that all this stuff is going on. You know, as we're stepping into this role, it's just showing me you know what's what's really important, what to help these kids with. Um, me and my wife being an interracial couple, you know, we get to share diversity and unity on a different level. Um, but that's something I'm really excited for. It's nerve-wracking because, like I said, it's a lot of evaluation and, and getting rid of some things that I don't need if I expect to be an example to these kids. But that's uh, the next journey. And then, like I, I, I told you before the call, my wife, she's uh, starting her real estate journey. So uh, I'm just going to be helping her the best servant, you know, that servanthood, man. I'm going to see what, what I can do to, to help uh, enhance her, her side and what she needs from me. But I'm very excited for her. Um, but overall, man, this this business, I think I just I wanna I wanna create more, man. And I, I, showed, I sent you that song that uh, by Eddie Medio, "Honest to God." And that's what he started off by saying. Boy, it was just like sometimes I feel like not being creative because you know my my ideas, man, they're, they're, they're getting stolen or they're, they're uh, they failed. You know, so I think I just wanna. Going forward with the business, I know if I, if I can flow with my creative juices, I'll be able to see some uh, some new opportunities. So let's 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 tap into those creative juices a little bit, man. I mean, we got listeners from all around the world right now. So, what kind of art are you creating? How can people get in contact with you if they want to inquire? If they want to, if you if they want to make you worldwide, how do they help you do that? What do that? What is what do my listeners need to do? Uh, best thing is get on Instagram. Go to all that in Denson, A L L T H A T A N D D E N S O N. Uh, and uh, my website's up. It's a little under construction, so you can't really order anything from it. But uh, you can still contact me through my website. It's all that in Denson.com. Um, and yeah, just let me know what you need. I'm going to do my best to bring your vision to life. So, 
how how do you kind of create the art that you do or what is what is kind of like that turnaround time look like um just depends on how big the project is and how how uh, detailed it is it can go anywhere from a week to, to three weeks uh just depending on what it is that uh you may want um what and then the medium as well you use what kind of material or does it are you becoming more and more versatile what are you what are you more kind of using at the moment i'm still using pastels that's my strength pastel pencils uh it's more of like a chalk-based material, but um, I'm, I am expanding, doing a lot more with acrylic painting now, uh, getting more familiar with painting, but my bread and butter is my pastel pencil, man. I, I think I'm very strong uh, with those. Good, man. That's what I like to hear. So about the wife now, let's get her publicized, man. What, what's going on with her real estate for all my, everybody that wants to come to Vegas, you know, post-COVID, of course, post-COVID, but everyone who wants to come to Vegas, who, who do we need to hit up? You need a home, you know, Tiffany Denson. You let, you let me know. You find me too. We're going to help you. She's uh, with uh, Richmond America right now. So uh, she's uh, she's in training, but she'll be ready by the time y'all get out here. Cool, man. Right on, right on. And I know you still got that project, man. Barbells and briefcases. You guys are doing awesome, man. Got some got some great closing lines you got uh the podcast you got everything going man um how's everything going with barbells and briefcases man talk a little bit about that oh man they uh we uh we got a lot of material still we got some uh some stuff on deck you can reach us at barbells uh briefcases.com got some material still uh tank tops crop tops uh crop top hoodies for the ladies um, hoodies for the guys, you know, summer, we still got some, got some hats. Um, yeah, man, let's check us out. Got, if you got any gear, just wear it, shout us out. We'll, uh, we'll shout you back out. Right on, man. Right on. Well, hey, Randall, I just want to say once again, thank you, man. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the conversation, man. And I just, I really, I really appreciate you, man. There's been a lot of times where you've added value to my life unknowingly, man. And whether that was, you know, the few times that I ended up going to the ministry, um, you know, us having conversations at the store, just on Xbox, playing the game with Jesse, you know, whatever it was, man, we just, we always had some really great conversations and there was always great, you know, feedback and investment back and forth. And I just want to say, I appreciate you for that, man. Cause I, you can't really get that from a lot of people. So, you know, I appreciate that from you hundred percent, man. And likewise, man, you're a very intelligent individual. You always sharpen me up, share stuff I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, it's a blessing talking to you, man. I'm, I'm loving your journey. I'm loving your maturity and and uh, your enlightenment, man. Like like you just said, like you unknowingly sharpen me up too. And this was this was a a great conversation to have, just to uh, you know enlighten myself and uh, sharpen me up on what I need to do and. And, uh, you know, it was good. I, I, it's an honor to be on your show, man. I, I see great things for this podcast. Well, I thank you, man. It's an honor to have you. And I look forward to having you again, man. You have um, just keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Continue to grow. Continue to prosper, man. And let's just continue to make this world great. That's all we got to do. And that's it's as easy as that, man. Let's just make this world great. Let's do it, man. I'm with you. All right. To everybody else, have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful evening. Have a wonderful afternoon. Peace and blessings to each and every one of you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And most importantly, be open. Be open to change. Be open to the universe. Be open to everything that's going on because it's happening for a reason. Be, be Take the courage and get the courage. If you even have to ask for the courage to face these demons, to face these traumas, to face these issues. 
and find that strength within within yourself to rebuild bonds, to break bonds, to you know forge new ones and make the changes and make the leap to change your life for the better, for, to create the life that you want, to be the person that you want and to truly become and live in the world that you want and that you deserve. I love you all. Peace and blessings always and have a wonderful day. Ashe.